Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. I was going to say something trifling, and I was like, you know what? Morale's already low. <laughs> um, yep. So, nothing really to say. Getting into news this week, I suppose. Oh, no, but shout out to the people who came to our trivia night. It was a lot of fun. All right. There is something to say. And yes, no more, I will not be apologizing for not liking the fact that you won. So, could let that go. That ship sail. All right. right. <laughs> nah, you can't tell me something not up. And she won by a point last time, too. That's not jarring to you? Not I, even a little bit, Delaney? What did she win by a point last time? The last time oh, we did categories. Game oh, night. But, and she mm-hmm. won by a point. Nah, some some fishy. I mean, something right. tofu tofu-y. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's fine. Okay. Well... You know, whatever. All right, I just find it funny how she waits till everybody else said their scores first, and then I'm just saying, I'm not calling my friend a liar. I'm just saying that's something not right, something not sitting. It's upsetting me and my homegirl. So that's it. <laughs> Love you though. But yeah, trivia night was fun. If you missed it, I'm sorry. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we 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 flying through this. Well, let me not say that. Yeah, because um, <laughs> we have another engagement. Right. Um, some time in between. All right. So the Verbier Festival in Switzerland. Um, they've announced that they're launching an emergency relief fund for their alumni who are facing financial losses due to the situation that we're all in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fund is going to be courtesy of the fe- the festival's patrons, um, and it's going to be available to players that have been um, that have participated in their academy, in addition to their production and technical crew. Um, is it's very happening in the summer? I doubt it. They haven't announced something yet. I don't know, but it seems like this is um, separate from that in terms of like that's not mentioned in this story mm-hmm. um but but i doubt it i mean it don't seem but also over there you know they're dealing that's with it I'm much saying. better than we are over here so but also i heard germany open not heard i read germany opened up and they had a little spike and i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> I just um, that, girl. um well um the financial assistance is going to range between range from 1000 to 5000 Swiss francs. I have no idea what that is in dollars. Um, but there are um, what? No, I'm saying like, you know, they could have put some little. I mean, you can't do that because money keeps changing. But like, I just thought it was mm. funny that it was in Swiss francs. I mean, right. what else would it be in? But also, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it's of course a a gift and there's no expectation for it to be repaid so um i mean if any of y'all listening went to verbier here you go um i'll put the link uh the link to the story which includes the link to the page um and oh shoot what today if you got five thousand francs that's fifty two hundred dollars oh my god kind of gift is that goodness my could apply and you know what but how would that's not a gift first of all in america because you will have to pay taxes on that but that's what's up five thousand dollars fifty two hundred dollars 
<sighs> wow, this country messed up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like they got they giving strangers fifty. Okay, they're not strangers, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean it's ghetto over here, so it's the slums. You know, yeah. Oh, um, people love America so bad. Uh huh. Right. So, um, the Berlin Philharmonic uh, has scheduled their first post lockdown performance. Um, which is actually uh scheduled for today as we're recording this today. Mm. Um, so I guess ain't much else to uh say. I mean, they've been suspended from um they've they've been suspended since uh March 11th, um, when the German capital uh entered a lockdown. Um, but it's gonna be the first time that they're meeting for a live in-person concert in weeks. Um, so there are still some social distancing rules um, and guidelines in Germany. Um, with So the cha- the players in the chamber orchestra are going to be uh, spaced apart from one another. Um, oh, my God. They're playing, among other things, they're playing Mahler 4. Um they're what kind playing, of stage you need to space people out for Mahler 4? Right. A chamber version. Sorry. A chamber version of Mahler 4. Oh, but still. But also, it's like, you could have just played something that was already for chamber orchestra. But anyway. You know. You know the vibes. Um, something else that I cannot pronounce. Uh, Fratris? Fratri? Fratri? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it could be French. Um, Some music by Ligeti. Katie's fave. Oof. And um, Barbara Tadagio for strings, which is terrible. I really don't like that piece. <laughs> what did they? Did they want to? Did they want people to enjoy this concert? Or they just? <laughs> this is what the girls already knew. <laughs> I'm confused by this program. I really do not like uh, Dasha for strings. Ugh, I do I just, not like it. I can't at, with that piece. It's, it's just, not good. Uh, and I'm sorry, if that's your favorite piece, but you really gotta see other people. It's really just. It's like why is so no? It's just like we get it. It's long, like long notes. Like we get it. Like I don't. Yeah, that piece is definitely overhyped. They like, and I just remember there was a situation, um, with a professor at our school who had like a really, like you know, terrible loss in his um family. But it's a very dedicated professor, and so he and and this loss now he like was living alone um and uh, so, so I was like, he was going through yeah about? he's going through um he so he was coming back to school because like the his studio was like a very big part of his life and he just wanted to like you know do something that brings him joy and they were like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna play adagio for strings for him when he gets in i'm like that is the most depressing possible thing that you could do like i don't know i understand it's a nice gesture for to want to do something for him at the same time like if he said like hey it's really been depressing me being in my house alone now I'm going to come and, you know, try to, you know, be with you guys because that's something that makes me happy. And then you play freaking Adagio for strings and just break out into the, in a freaking flash mob of a depressing song. Like, I just, I was like, yeah, I would be good on that. I mean, yeah, I don't know how. Not only is it a depressing song. Oh, sorry. Let me not. (laughs) It's not a song. (laughs) It's still a piece. Not only is it depressing, it's terrible. I'm calling it a song. 
I thought of correcting myself and I was like, man, it could be a song. Like not even I mean they're playing a great song. So like I understand that there's a there's a like a connotation that when you call a piece a song that it's like because you know, it's like it's a piece of work, you know, but there's mm-hmm. a lots of other songs that are masterpieces that are works. So Yeah, that's what I'm I'm gonna stop I'm gonna start I'm gonna start calling stuff songs. No, but seriously, I mean like where'd that even come from? The pretentious uh, classical music. I mean, but I teach my kids to say peace. Yeah, I, it really. Is I understand one of my pep, this. I one of my pet peeves. <laughs> Actually, but, uh, I might could start. Oh yes, and now I know it's one of your pet peeves. Period. Okay, but you know what? I will support. I'm down for uh, you calling. Know that song, the Shroninger. Now, the Shroninger. <laughs> nah, we could call that a piece. But you know what? I do support. I do support calling pieces I don't like songs. So basically, everything in Wagner's repertoire. That song Flying Dutchman. Okay, that song The Ring Cycle is literally a whole thing with multiple. <laughs> that is you, the Ring Cycle is about as long as one of Chris Brown's albums. Okay, it's like the state. Yup, I love this parallel. Chris Brown be writing like, oh, I can't say that. It's not appropriate, but he be writing like forty song long albums that all have the same. It's just you know I can't say what it is, but. Yeah, Chris Brown ain't been on my radar in a minute with, but he was recently because my mom was like, let's watch his documentary. I was like, I have no interest. Um, he has a documentary? Mm-hmm, it's on Netflix. I was like, I really It's on Netflix? Interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chris she watched Brown? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it called? I don't remember. <laughs> Something. I might could watch it. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean. That, only thing that says Chris Brown is his daughter. She's perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything else. Oh, and I like No Guidance. That one song. I like a lot of Chris Brown's early music, um, but he got that yeah. yeah. I have no, I have no interest in seeing a documentary about him, especially because things like that, especially when the person is involved, it's not objective. Um, And Chris Brown has done some terrible things, and I feel like, like some of the stuff, especially because in the preview, the I may have wanted to watch it if I hadn't seen the preview. In the preview, he was like, and you know, people put that, people say that about you, and and people put those labels on you, and woman beater, and people will you, say but that. You are like, a yes, woman you. I was like, you beat a woman, like. <laughs> so therefore, we just put them together, like beater. Okay, podcast toaster, viola <laughs> player, like. <laughs> Like you can like these are just things that describe you. <laughs> like I just think you saying you don't want to be defined by one thing that you did. However, like to say that people are out of pocket for calling you that, like you did that. Luckily for him, being a man in society, it, how much did it really affect him? The only thing he lost was that government sponsorship. Yeah, he went to jail for a little bit, but like he did. Yeah, barely. And I mean, not nearly as long as he deserved to, but um. How long? Yeah. I don't know. Something like probably a couple months. Really? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't think maybe it might have been for a parole violation after that. But he certainly oh, spent he certainly spent a couple like maybe I would say probably two, maybe three months in jail. Imagine freaking doing what you did to Rihanna, getting off the hook and then messing it up. I mean, he just. Anyway, can I mention? <laughs> oh shoot, we done? Okay. Well, according to trivia night, intermission goes last. So, ready for the topic? Okay. 
Okay, so I was on. If you know, um, you know. <laughs> I was on Instagram, and I saw the shaver posted um, a picture, and it said. Um, Mount. So, it doesn't really apply to me. <laughs> I go to Dunkin' Donuts. Isn't there a Dunkin' Donuts in the <laughs> Rochester Airport? Yeah. Yeah, I go there when I'm at because the, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> I'm gonna say I went to Dunkin' Donuts with you. Yeah, that's that's because I was like, is that a Dunkin' Donuts? Is that something else? But yeah, that's the only. So I go to Dunkin' Donuts when there's nothing around, not because I don't like it, but just because we, did, you mm. know, Dunkin' Donuts is fairly new to us out here. All right. Yeah, we didn't have Dunkin' Donuts for a really long time. Dunkin' Donuts is not good. It well, it's not <laughs> bad. It's just not. Why would you go there when you could go literally anywhere else? However, <laughs> um, I went there this morning, but you know the vibes. Um, <laughs> they have a drive-through and Starbucks is closed. Um, for but real? you do not Starbucks go there for clothes. Yeah, Rochester. I can't. There's not one Starbucks open. Really, that's weird. It's weird. I, that's why I, I was like, because I remember Starbucks workers were protesting about how Starbucks was not essential. So I was like, oh okay, look at a company listening. And then I saw all the girls on Instagram with their Starbucks cups, and I was like, so. Um. Okay. So forget I said that. Hash browns are amazing. Do you like tater tots? No, you don't like tater tots either. Disgusting. Do you like those smiley fries? The ones for children, where it's like they're yeah, circles. Just like potato. I guess it's not this quite the same texture, but the t- inside part it's really yeah, fried. I feel like I've had fluffy. Yeah, it's huh? more fluffy. It's just yeah. more fluffy to me. It's that that like you know that little grainy type of. Like yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I will I give it to you. That. But I love tater tots. Tater so nasty. Oh, like, there's different types of hash browns. You like home fries? Home fries, like when it's cut up. Yeah, like sometimes yeah. some places you go to, they'll call those hash browns. Mm, Depending on yeah, you like go. a hash or something. Like, yeah, because I think when we went to when we were in Detroit, they called it that. But then the guy probably I saw it or something. And it was like it wasn't. Yeah, but it's when it's the shaved or the one like how McDonald's has like. The texture and they of tater all, tots. all together, and you mm-hmm. put jelly on it. No, no, no. You okay. put jelly on it. I put the trash can on it. On top of the hash brown, you take the mm-hmm. hash. You take yes. the trash can. It's not enough to just. It's not enough but to just I, put it in the trash. I put the hash brown on the floor. I turn the trash can over on top of it. But I slide something underneath, like you know, when you're catching a bug, and then I flip it back over. That's what I do. What are, what are the stuff you have in your list? Something that feels illegal, but it's not, is that the weather could just happen to your instrument. And you have yeah, to pay a- for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's is- all true. I don't really have those struggles, but I, remember, I know the bass girls really do struggle with that. Your sleeves right. just be boom, 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 open. I mean, yeah, it just depends on it depends on your instrument and where you in like because my instrument out here, I'm not worried about it at all. I went to um, I was worried about when I went to North Carolina because it was going to so be like wet. 90 degrees every day with 80 percent humidity. My base was fine. Didn't budge. Rochester winter. Since I'm be surprised, wide though, open. it's, it's kind of dry here in Rochester. Yeah, not as dry as it could be, but that's surprising. What? But stuff opens up when you dry when it's dry too because when it's hot your glue melts when it's dry it dries up and it gets brittle. Oh, that's yeah. Like that. I don't yeah. know nothing about this video. I just be quiet barely. So I just yeah. don't have. Let me knock on some wood. And it's the, I don't, it's I don't the really cold and dry combination. 
Mm-hmm. Because here, obviously, California is dry too, but it's not as like cold. So I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't like I don't know. I guess it doesn't oh, do the same thing. Actually, you're right because you're right. I got I'm just confused and I have a headache. Um, when I went to uh whatever state that was, is that Arizona, or New Mexico, whatever? Um, I asked to borrow a damp it. Never had a reason for a damp it because if you when I went to undergrad in Illinois, you got a damp it, you're just doing too much. Like it's really not that serious. It's your instrument's not gonna dry out in Illinois. It's just not. But I was like, it was so dry. I couldn't breathe through my nose because it was so dry. And I was like, my viola finna crack open like an accordion if I don't get something to. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't get something. Yeah. So I had to borrow a damp it just to be careful. Especially my viola has never, it was made in Illinois, made in Chicago. It's never been anywhere like that. I've never been somewhere so dry. I mean, California, but I feel like. New Mexico was wor- yeah, it's, way it's way worse than California. It's way worse, right? So way I was worse. like, my feel about to. It's all dusty too. It's a desert. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. girl. I was so scared. I'm like, if I can't bring my viola, and my viola likes to act up too, mm-hmm. not like seems opening up, but she just really do too much. So, yeah. and if it, one thing, I mean, it's probably not the same for y'all because your instrument is like is smaller. But like for us, dampets are not even really gonna work unless you re if you unless you re-wet them like every couple of hours oh shoot yeah because the like it like i was talking to a luthier and he was telling me like in theory they would work if they stayed the same amount of dampness all the time but like i use the oasis humidifier where you like just fill it up mm-hmm. like it's it's like for us it fits in the f holes i think i saw mr taylor had one when i was in his studio i think he just put it in his case but i don't know what you're like, talking about it's like a little tube that's why i got that syringe in my case and people be like so <laughs> but it's <sighs> to put the it's to put the water in the thing and it's like i put it in my f holes and then it like it, that thing lasts for two days at least oh see i don't know nothing about what you're talking about because <laughs> even the damp it like i know it's made to put it in your instrument but i was like i'm not putting this in my instrument so i just put it in the case and like well, it has the thing in the girl i ain't trusted oh you know what everybody trusted with you (laughs) what katie it was it was also a little broken oh my my it was was a little broken mm -hmm. my oasis has fallen into my f-hole falling into my instrument but that's not but that's because my base the f-holes are a little larger on the bottom than than usual than usual Mm -hmm. so all i have to do is put it i just put in the bottom i slide it up to the top f-hole and it's fine oh i see yeah yeah it was a little i still have it but like i said i don't use it so I just put it in the case. I just wet it up, put it in the case. It was fine. Yeah. Um, one of the things I have is the amount of credits you get for an ensemble. Now, listen, I understand that true. if you really charged us the amount of hours and it equal the amount of credits, one, it would be ridiculous, and two, people wouldn't be able to afford it. But good sis, like one credit for six hours of rehearsal is a bit much that feels illegal to me <laughs> you got anything else um i was just gonna say the um well pretty much the other ones that i thought of has to do with money because <laughs> a lot That's of fine. this a lot of this seems um illegal but one of them was related to tuition so i'm not gonna say that one but um it just feels illegal that um you need money to get an instrument, a, a a better instrument, but you also need a better instrument to advance in the field. That doesn't seem. Yeah, girl, it's a mess. Who said it's that? It's a is? mess. It's a mess over here. 
Um, one thing I think is illegal is no sound shields for the brass. Now listen, I'm literally deaf. Like, not completely, but like almost there. Like, when I tell you my head has been the mute for trumpets for far too long, I feel like it's just illegal. It's, I feel like in some places it is. You know, you, you hear the cases of like, so-and-so is suing, bra da 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 We heard the thing in the Met or whatever, but it's like, it's, I feel like that shouldn't have to be a thing. And I feel like regardless of where you play, there should be sound shields. The first time I used sound, I there was sound shields in the ensemble for me was when we did Rider Spring in undergrad. The teachers, especially my viola teacher, she was like, "There is no way all of them get on the stage and there's no sound shields." So we got I don't know where they got some from, but that feel illegal to me. You got another one? Mm-mm. Huh? No, I'm good. Uh, I'll just say one more. Um no government rehearsal like that's my mouth and my business i don't understand why i can't chew government i'm gonna do it anyway but i just understand why you how did that like become a people thing? processing this con- this quarantine right okay <laughs> because i just don't understand how that became a thing my freedom to chew my gum in the middle of rehearsal yeah yeah K- katie right out there with them signs can you imagine about. what if you what if what if you uh <laughs> what would you even forget to if like you like, was like who, who doctored this image of Katie? <laughs> if you just rolled onto the one of Cuomo's daily press conferences and you saw a still of me in Albany, girl. When I tell you, I'm not gonna say that on, on the mics because it's really disturbing. One of the sign, what one of the signs said. So I tell you off mics, but I'm like, people are really delusional. Like I can't, but I, y'all want to be oppressed so bad. It's pathetic. Like it's. You know what? Talk about girl. It's just it's just crazy out here the way people are sitting are are acting. And the girls in where you at? They at the beach. Oh, in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. Ain't got nothing to do with me over here. But but I I hope that they make people sign waivers or something. Like you, if you are out here, you cannot get oh. treatment. One of the um ladies who was leading the protest in Lansing or something like that. I can't remember the exact city. I think it was Lansing. She ended up with COVID. And I was like, this is just, <laughs> this is just God working. Isn't it? Want to do it. All right. That's all I have. Moving on. Okay. So this week, Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion dropped the savage remake so savage we're gonna talk about uh what that means for those who that whole sentence made no sense so uh there's a rapper by the name of meg the stallion she has a song called savage from her um latest album um she beyonce remixed it with her and it was like this huge collab and the internet was going crazy about it so today we're going to be talking about a little bit a little little bit about the background behind this um about this collab our take on the remix and then we're gonna be talking about our favorite um collabs in classical music so um, i'm just gonna jump right into this i'll play a little bit of both just so people who are so far removed from this topic aren't completely lost and you only be lost for a little bit because we're going to talk about classical music <laughs> so we'll be right back okay so meg the stallion is a houston-based rapper she began rapping at the age of 16 um just in class and stuff you know probably half of y'all rappers beating on a desk and junk what a time to be alive oh her real name is megan pete nickname meg the stallion 
Oh, black people. Her name is Meg the Stallion because in the South, if they call you a stallion, it's like slang because you know how you built. You look like a horse, but in a good way. If that, if, yeah, if she's you pretty think tall. that's good. You said what? She's pretty tall and like thick. That's why. Yeah, she's tall and thick. She's like five ten. Um, she will. She was a student at Prairie View A and M University. Um, and she gained attention on IG doing freestyles. Her first single, Like a Stallion, came out in 2016, and she released an EP in 2017. 2018, she signed a deal with uh, 1501 Certified Entertainment, so this is a small indie record label based in uh, Houston. So where Meg, even though she had, like, even though she had, you know, popularity and stuff, this is where she really took off. In 2019, she dropped uh, Big Old Freak, uh, I heard it passing around and stuff like that, but I didn't really know much about. But here's where Meg really was. Okay, who's Meg the Stallion? So she coined the phrase hot girl summer. So if you ever heard, we've, we've probably said it a couple times. Like if you ever heard that phrase, hot girl summer, she had a song called hot girl summer. summer. Um, and it was, it was one of the songs of the summer. Um, and she also coined this phrase driving the boat, which basically means... Driving the boat is like I thought that was um Kodak Black. Kodak Black called that? He because there was that that video of him. He was on that boat, that speed boat, and that white man was driving. He was like, "Let me drive the boat." Wasn't that? <laughs> Maybe that was him, but Meg's but, version. But yeah, of but, but yeah, but like she like I think I don't know. She like changed she probably, the meeting. She changed the meaning. Yeah. Okay, let's say that. Because... But she, I'm, Meg, I'm actually here for not giving Kodak Black anything. So, yeah, Meg coined it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to just cut that whole part out. Okay. However, no. I mean, Kodak Black might have came up with it. Oh, I can't... I see his face. Let me move on. Um, But when Meg drives the boat, she, she has a bottle of liquor. You hold your mouth open. She's driving the boat. And it was hilarious because when, okay, COVID's not hilarious, but when COVID started happening, it became a thing. She was at the club pouring shots into, um, into like plastic cups or shot glasses or whatever. And people were like, oh, Meg, safely driving the boat. Okay, a cautious queen. It was a mess. Um, so Beyonce's from Houston. Meg's oh, from Houston. I didn't even know that was the meaning of it. Drive the boat? I didn't know that like that's what she was referring to when she said that. I oh, when Meg drives a boat, she thing else. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I thought it was that too. I thought the innuendo was that as well. No, when Meg drives the boat, she probably has she has a bottle of Hennessy. That's what it is, and she you hold your mouth open and she pours. Oh, you seem really knowledgeable on this. Anyway, subject. so. Beyonce's from Houston, Meg's from Houston, so they teamed up to do, Beyonce remixed her song Savage. So Savage, you probably heard it even if you haven't want, if you even if you don't want to hear it. It's literally everywhere because um, the girls on TikTok, they, the, this girl, uh, Kiara Wilson, she made um, choreography to the, I even did the Savage Challenge. And um, so that's how her song went viral. You want something to go viral? on tiktok that's why drake has that terrible song same thing um make it go viral on tiktok so beyonce heard it they're both from houston she remixed it this is a remix like i've never heard before i was telling delaney like normally when it's a remix it's like there's a verse on the thing and then you don't hear about them from no more beyonce was like (laughs) because beyonce do it beyonce do things like 
she one of those people when she does it, she gonna do it. And that's how people used to do remixes. Oh, you see? know, mm-hmm. like there's some remixes. Unfortunately, the ones that uh come to mind immediately immediately are ones by artists whose names I will no longer speak, so can't really say. It, but mm. um, yeah, people used to actually do remixes, and now it'll be like um. I just spoke over you. Yeah, it's really like <laughs> that's how it always is. Like the most, the most petty remix I can think of off the top of my head is Versace with Drake because Drake raps for the first like minute and a half of the song. How you take a minute and a half? it's so that verse is so long, and then he's just gone. Whereas you don't hear no ad libs from Drake again. You don't hear nothing. Beyonce's all up through the song. Um, I thought it was uh amazing. I. Here's the thing with Meg Thee Stallion. I like her a lot, right? I don't like her music as much. I follow Meg on every platform because she's fun. She's young. She has money. She's 95. So she's 24. She's young. <laughs> she has money. When you said 95, I was like, she, she, she is not 95, Katie. Oh, no. I was trying to do the math because I was like, I was born in 93. So how I old is like, she? That's um, what I was saying. Huh? yeah <laughs> so she's young she has uh she has money she's a lot of fun she when she's with her friends she's always twerking she's like i like she's like i like shaking my ass that's what she says that's her quote direct quote um because people are like why is may always twerking she's like i like doing it that's why um and yeah she's a lot of fun i just don't really care for her music one of her one of my favorite songs of hers <laughs> features the baby yeah um, oh and i skipped to his verse and then i turned it off after <laughs> oh it got that basses yeah like because that's the only reason why i would ever turn that song on not because i don't like her this stuff but it's just like i'm here for the baby's verse like <laughs> there's there's another artist that i won't speak on this podcast because not because she's fantastic i just don't care for her music but i feel like i'm gonna get a lot of uh kickback for it but the same type of thing she's fun as well i don't follow this particular person because i think she does too much but um but uh yeah same thing with meg i love meg she's fun but i just don't really care for her music i did listen to her album that i'm about to play savage on all the way through it was fine i wanted to give her a stream not that my little stream matters but i wanted to support her um and savage was on it i heard savage i was like okay so i want to play the clean version of savage because uh a little bit of that and then i'll play the beyonce remix and then we'll uh move on through this okay so here's the original Yeah. Oh, the clean version, by the way. That's why she sound like she having an episode. Mona Lisa breaking good in the pieces. Had to eat some cheesy niggas out my circle like a pizza. I'm way too exclusive. I don't shop on Insta boutiques. All the little clothes only fit fake booties. Bad, bad, real talking cash. Be like water. I'm a mother and relaxing. I would never trip on a if I had him. Period. That's my trash. You the maid, so you back him. I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Okay, that's so. If you've seen the, you see people dancing. That's you probably recognize it. If you've opened your phone in the past <laughs> six weeks, that should sound familiar. Okay, here's what Beyonce dropped this week. I don't have an exact date. Was it? Mm, what's Girl, today? Who are you talking? You know what? This is this is a waste of conversation. A couple days ago. Okay. <laughs> Turn this mug uh-huh. up 800 degrees. Oh, 
chefs cause she's a trained one She's so bougie, bougie, on never I'm a savage, had a too nasty Talk big, big, but my bank account match it Hood, but I'm classy, rich, but I'm ratchet Haters kept my name in their mouth, now they gagging he say the way that thing move is to move. I told him, boy, we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key. How them bled the block and eyes have the tune key. I'm rude and I'm moody. I'm a savage. Classic, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Acting stupid. What was happening? What was happening? I'm a savage. Classic, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Start her only fans. Big B and that B stand for bands. If you wanna see some real arms, baby, here's your chance. I say left cheek, right cheek, drop it low this wine. Texas up in this thing, put you up on this game. I be popping my friends. Gang, 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 gang. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. Can't argue with these lazy basics. I just raise my price. I'm a boss, I'm a leader. I pull up in my two-seater, and my mama was a savage. You could got this here from Tina. I'm a savage. Yeah. This Beyonce has another verse as well. Um, I actually like Meg's um verse on on the remakes better than I like it on her. I, I mean, I do like Hood Mona Lisa. I think that's a great um a great little line there. But yeah, what you what you what you think of all this? When she said um when she said rich and ratchet, I was like, that's great. Some of us are only one of those things. <laughs> 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 Oh, and that's you know what I realized when I was doing a little bit of uh, Meg the Stallion research that I think it's she has a song called Rich and Ratchet, which might be I took it I skipped over it, but um it's one of her very first um singles, not the first one like a Stallion was the first one, but she has a song called Rich and Ratchet, and I was like, what an amazing thing, period. I aspire. I was watching. Speaking of rich people, I was watching. I stumbled over to Adrian Balon's page, and I saw her giving a like a tour of her new house. She has a freaking water slide into her pool. I was like, man, I want to be rich so bad. Like, I want to be rich so, so bad. Fun. <laughs> she was like, oh, I got my slide. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, bro, a freaking slide. Oh my gosh. I was like, wow, what a life. Anyway, um. Yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to see uh, Beyonce coming out with his stuff, period. Um, and also um, that I'm able to hear it because, not able to, because I can't hear any Beyonce song I like, but usually when stuff is not like on the internet, I'm not going to hear it because I'm not going to seek it out. Like, I still haven't heard Everything is Love. I haven't heard Lion King the Gift. Haven't heard Homecoming yeah. long, live album. Like,. <laughs> you know yeah i know I, f- I feel you on that but it's, it's literally everywhere also i feel like a r- people that started talking about it, i'm like what's going on like i just kept seeing like thank you beyonce thank you beyonce and i was like what is I mean, happening I, that's my timeline on a regular day <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah that is very true but i was like what's what's happening and mm-hmm. um i went to my spotify to listen to the read and i was like what this and it was funny the Beyonce stands are hilarious because there's a um there's a stallion on the on the cover so for Meg and then it's like a beehive and everyone was like zooming in on the beehive and was like y'all we made it to the cover <laughs> and I was like wow but um yeah I was re- I'm just really happy for Megan I love when black girls win 
period. And Beyonce? And she was on Beyonce. And mind you, didn't she do a collab? Who did she do another collab? Was that Nicki Minaj? Yeah, they did the Hot Girl Summer, right? That's right. See, look, girl, you know where I do. Yeah, so she did a collab with Nicki Minaj. I saw the cover of it. (laughs) Girl, I was not listening to nothing. And also, I I might have heard it on accident. I mean, I haven't heard it, but it was it was going around because you know people always like to say that Nicki Minaj beefs with other um, female rappers, so I'm not going to drag nobody's fave. I'm not going to drag nobody's fave, but we the people who are on my team with this whole Nicki Minaj foolishness. I want like Nicki Minaj. What? No, I said Katie don't like Nicki Minaj. I know you're talking around it. I, okay because the problem the reason why i okay i don't love not liking her you know what i'm saying because it's like she's a black girl she's top of her game she's mad talented it's the attitude it's everything else about her i just can't i cannot look past that you know what i'm saying and i feel like a lot of Nick, stuff Nicki Minaj does is fake she she sought out make the stallion because she didn't want people to keep saying that she didn't collaborate with nobody because there's so many uh, uh like not i don't want to say smaller rap girls but for lack of a better way to say it, there's a lot of other rap girls that have who they have stories time and time again about how Nicki Minaj try to sabotage them and X Y Z and da 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 da. Because she she wants to stay on the top so bad and won't refuses to do it with with her talent. Like sis, you're really the only one in the game who writes their lyrics, and we know that. And it's like people don't care about like freaking Cardi B, my favorite, won a Grammy. Come on, you know what I'm saying? And that sucks because it's like does Cardi B deserve that? Yes, but did someone else write that song? Yes. It's like. We get it. Like, you're very talented, but the attitude is just way too much for me. However, I was on Made the live because I said I follow her. I have a lot of fun following her. And she was crying. She was like, my mom, because her mom died when she was young. And she was like, her mom died mom. like a, a year or two ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was way I, it, right, right, after, right after she got famous, actually. I thought it was way before that. Mm-mm. Who died? Like right after her dad died when she was up. young. Maybe it was her dad that died Maybe, when she was yeah. young. But um, she was like, my mom will always bump Beyonce and like, this is so amazing. Like, I know she would be so happy about this. She was crying because it's like you have a song with Beyonce. Right. You have a song with Beyonce. So, and Beyonce was all up in that thing and she changed the whole thing. And like, honestly, she's probably like, okay. That's like, honestly, same thing. If Gary came up in here and he was like, so we going to change this, this and this. I'd be like, okay, what else we changing? We calling it Garrett Lee Black Podcast? So I'm down with that too. <laughs> <laughs> Because the song don't even sound it sounds the same of course because the 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 verse the what's it called? I don't even know how to call stuff. The exposition, what the is it chorus. called? The, the, yeah, the chorus. Um is the same. So anyway, um it it was fun. Two oh, I saw this girl I love following. She's uh, her name is Jessie Wu. Uh, she's an Instagram star for doing nothing but making she makes funny stuff. And she was like, It's not fair that we have this song with no summer. And I was thinking about that. Like, honestly, it's something so empowering. I remember when last year, um, when Beyonce did that remix to, what's it called? I just want to have a good time. Oh. Turn around, dip, man. I'm oh, blanking. You might be blanking. Before, before I let go. go. It was a blank. It was a blank. I, not, the, not that face. <laughs> when she did before, like, like there's something really freeing about, like, having your windows down, blasting that, driving down. You know what I'm saying? It's like Yeah, because especially I mean, that's a cookout song, too. Yeah. Oh like Amazing. It's just, it's just sad that we. But you know, better to have no summer than and be alive than to right, have no life. Okay, right. Have a summer funeral, <laughs> right? Which, you know what? Let me not say that. Um. 
so we have a, we have collabs that we want to talk about too. Our favorite collabs in classical music. I I co-signed this collab. I mean, they probably won't do anything again because Nicki Minaj and Be- and Beyonce had a thing, and then Beyonce uh, Beyonce was like, okay, well, no more for me. Um, but um, yeah, let's talk about our favorite collabs. You want to go first? Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite collabs in classical music is the McCain duo. Period. Um, um, if y'all listen a couple weeks back, we had Dr. Artina McCain on the show. Um, she is a pianist in the McCain duo, and her husband, Dr. Martin McCain, is um, the trombonist. So, trombone, piano, husband and wife team do like. I love period. it. And you have, to, you have to see it in person, to be honest. Like, I just thought, oh, for how cute it was when he was taking the picture. Like, he was so proud of her for, after she played the concerto. Right. It's like, wow. It it was go- like I hate saying couple goals because but you know what I mean like mm-hmm. they're great right um so they're not just um uh, performers but they do a myriad of things they um are recording artists they do have um they have recorded several things um and they've also received a global music award um for their CDs, uh, shade for both of their CDs, shades and trombones are. Um, in addition to that, they're both educators. Um, uh, Dr. Martin McCain is a professor of trombone at Texas State University, and Dr. Artina McCain um, is an assistant professor and coordinator of keyboard studies at the University of Memphis. Um, they're also faculty at the Austin Chamber Music Festival and the Prism Ensemble International Chamber Music Festival. Um, and then they're also arts entrepreneurs and consultants. They have a, like a series um, online where they talk about various um, aspects of having a career in music um, and just, you know, share their wisdom. Um, um, so they have a series online and on their website at McCainDuo.com. So they're just really... Um, the epitome of like first of all <laughs> name a better duo like exactly. i mean of course we're, we're gonna be naming a couple in this episode but like the fact Except that they've <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, i was trying not to <laughs> but um, <laughs> um yeah they've just been they've just done so many great things um they've toured all over the world and you know just uh, literally all over the globe like I don't even know what to tell y'all but they've um brought just a whole other a whole other like area of being a classical musician to light with the series that they do Mm -hmm. because they're able to show like all the things that go on behind the scenes of creating careers like the ones that they have um and like basically just showing people the journey and how to get there so they're really like putting in the work on that end as well as educating people as well as um performing for people as well as uh putting music out for uh for people who can't come see them live like they're just a really multifaceted duo so that's why i picked them um my duo is uh my first one is itzak perlman and pinkus zuckerman so um both um one of the two of the greatest violinists of our time even though uh pinkus gets a pinkas sorry when he gets yeah, a lot pinkus, of shade from pinky the, okay <laughs> from the viola community because we really 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 hate when people just hop on the viola and like he studied viola you know what i'm saying like he did study the viola 
um for a little bit when he, i don't remember at, at what point but like we just really hate that joint but um they've been playing together since 1977 um they're both i, I read something that they like lived a couple a couple miles apart in israel well he was born in tel aviv but now israel um both graduates of Juilliard, been performing since 1977. They're different in style. Um, Itzak, so they work really well together because Itzak has a darker sound and Pinkas has like a lighter sound. I'm like, that's probably because he played the violin, but you playing viola. But anyway, um, I have a recording. He's also, I feel like only a couple of times he plays viola with him. A lot of times they do like violin giant. Um, okay. I have a little, little bitty recording. This is one of my favorite recordings of them playing the Symphonia, Mozart Symphonia concert time with Zubin Mehta um conducting this recording is mad old like they look young young let me see what the date is oh it doesn't say no I thought I saw it it's like in the 80s I, I feel like like crazy but here's a little bit of it freaking slaps once I did that great piece okay who you got next <laughs> all right so my next duo is um oh, chile um a pair of classical music podcasters much like us um it's gary mcqueen and scott blankenship from Triloquy. gang 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 <laughs> um yeah so um, they're one of my favorite duos of classical music because they are like the McCain duo pushing classical music forward. Um, now I gotta be honest, they are not a a duo that you would expect to see together. Yeah. And I, I remember, remember when he first did it, I was like, "What? How does that happen?" I know, Katie. you took the words out of my freaking mouth. <laughs> that is literally word for word exactly what I was about to say. Like exactly uh, what I was about to say. Uh, I was like, I, I remember when I first saw the situation. I was like, so this gonna go. First of like, all, not the situation. <laughs> okay. No, that was no. so black. <laughs> when I saw the that situation, was for real, like I was like, so I said, like, okay, we know of Garrett, like that, you know. So we like, okay, period, Garrett, 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 Garrett. And I saw Scott, and I was like, so y'all gonna be together on the same podcast? <laughs> you know like because but i didn't know scott and like i had never listened right. to the podcast before but you know you're, you're you know i was expecting like okay at least once we're gonna you're gonna have to say something we're gonna have to cancel them and then we go what we're what we gonna do but i actually think that they're how different they are like them being together on the show is like 
it, it's just um i don't know like it's just a really interesting dynamic because like with katie yeah. and i like katie and i have different opinions on things but for the most part we're on the same page and are preaching to the choir like mm-hmm. anybody who's gonna tune in to a classical music podcast called classically black and listen to two black women talk about their experience in classical music already to a certain extent at least you know they're not super far off from um not necessarily who we are because we do have people who don't necessarily identify you know as having a whole bunch of common with us but at least people who are open to us existing in classical music but i feel like with um with them it's like they both bring such different things to, to the table in terms of conversation and i feel like um i remember when we were at sphinx and we were uh we were talking to them because we recorded there and um i don't know i don't remember the the i don't remember the question that scott asked me but it it was something like i don't i don't remember what it was but i remember trying to explain that like i think having him on the show it 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 sort of gives people the opportunity to hear questions that they may not feel comfortable asking or Mm -hmm. like, you know, they may feel like, is this a dumb question or like, Mm -hmm. or, or is this something I should already know? Rather, that's probably a better way to phrase it than a dumb question. But like, is this something that I should already know? Like something they're embarrassed to ask or something they're they're too prideful to ask, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I feel like, because with Katie and I, like we we all of us all the time on the show, man. You know what I mean? We ain't gotta say that. Y'all already know that, you know. Mm-hmm. But this, you know, like people learn things from our show. But there are also some things that are like really, really fundamental and like basic in terms of how we operate in the world as Black people that other people just don't think about. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that the dynamic between Garrett and Scott kind of brings the opportunity to hear those things broken down um in a way that allows people who just that kind of thing is just not on their radar like it allows them to to hear more about it and and Trilloquy is really the only classical music podcast I listen to because it like I said it brings something new to the table they're really trying to reach um around in classical music and highlight people and experiences and situations that like nobody talks about right um so yeah, I mean, and they just announced their their wonderful news that they are um buying their content and the 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 trademark and everything um from American Public Media and they're gonna make Triloquy a completely independent project. I'm so excited for that. Because I am so excited. <laughs> Triloquy after dark. That's what they really need to call right. it. Right. I'm uh I'm excited because listen, I, I'm excited, but I'm also scared for some of y'all because right, y'all not ready. <laughs> because the thing about it is i remember when we were in detroit they were like wow so like you guys really like it must be so freeing to have you know to be able to say whatever you want and it's like are there some things me and katie don't say on the show oh sure but very minimal you know yeah. like I, I don't i don't feel restricted when i'm talking yeah yeah and but so i'm like i kind of i guess i wasn't really i didn't really think like think of like what that might feel like for them mm-hmm. especially someone like Garrett, who is very vocal and really tells it like it is, and is not afraid to embarrass you in front of all your little friends. Right. So, I'm just excited for what's what's to come because now he ain't really gonna answer to nobody. Right. Period. <laughs> in terms of truly, like. So, um, yeah, I was certainly, uh, if you have not heard Triloquy at this point, I mean, go ahead, finish this episode, and then cut this off, and then or head over there. Like, right. you're missing out. I mean, between the content, between the 
the wonderful guests that they have had. Um, um, and between that intro, the way Garrett ate that intro, I kind of move Garrett is playing like Garrett really. I just, <laughs> He don't make no sense to me. <laughs> I mean, it's really just you really just must check it out. Okay, my final um duo um is Yo Yo Ma and Missy Copeland. So um both household names. Missy Copeland um was the first black principal dancer of the American Ballet Theater. And you know she gets a lot of flack for that. Like she gets a lot of uh all she does is talk about race. I'm like, y'all love to say that this country was founded on racism. Right. Y'all bet to get used to it. Like, if y'all <laughs> didn't want to do right, if y'all didn't want to talk about racism, y'all should have rethought it. You should have right. rethought that whole thing. And you cannot so, be mad at me. Be mad at your great 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 me mom. Exactly. Like, she all you do is talk about racists. And she, and not only that, she's not a she's not in the court of ballet. She's a principal dancer. That's a huge stride for a black person because how many other black people do you know? The only one I can really name off the top of my head is Michaela De Prince, and she's principal dancer at the Dutch National Ballet, all the way over there. So sis, like, nah. Um, her and Yo Ma um did um a collaboration where he played the Quran from the second um Bachel Suite. Um, and I love this a lot. Okay, so when you Google search this. I don't know what happened. Is it, are they beefing? Like you cannot find the video, and I remember watching this video back in 2015. You literally cannot find it. It's nowhere. The performance. It's really, really weird. Um, because I wanted to link it. Uh, I'm gonna still see if I can see. Okay, I'm going to still see if I can find it by the time this episode comes out. Um, but yeah, it's really strange. But it was really cool to see both worlds collide. Um, in that, and I thought she did an amazing job. So that's my second uh, duo. Also, we, we gonna do our honorable mention, or we gonna leave it alone? <laughs> I mean, we might do our honorable mention. Okay, we we was gonna leave it out because it's a kind of trifling, but just so you know where we stand on this, uh, we were gonna do honorable mention uh, the collaboration between Joseph Conyers and the Philadelphia Orchestra. Um, right. because honestly, <laughs> well, I mean, this collaboration kind of implies that there's equal, oh, like contributions. Yeah. So, what word would you use? Let's not do this to this man. <laughs> he really gonna quit listening to this show. I, I give him about I give him about two more weeks, honestly. Um, that's fine. We enjoyed it while we while it lasted, so <laughs> right. But you gonna have to text me the word you thought, cause I want to see how trifling it was. No, I couldn't. No, I was in the middle of thinking a word. I was like, let let, let me not sit here and dig up a word. <laughs> right, and leave the think the think time. <laughs> right, so so we could come with. The, yeah okay that's it that's all i got let us know what y'all think and we are moving on right black excellence to black excellence where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top who you talking about delaney you know i just remember that time when you when you yes and i was delaney (laughs) yes i was actually just thinking that's so weird i was like i was really gonna be like remember that one time where i said who you talking about delaney and you were like and it your week? Yeah, <laughs> I was messing. I'm like, because I, I was thinking, I was like, is it too, is it too soon to do that again? I'm gonna wait. I will never yeah. forget, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, we in twenty, I really we in twenty thirty six. Still in the house, so you know maybe right. my memory oh, okay. will be. <laughs> <laughs> like happy eighteenth anniversary, class. But that is wow. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, so this week for Black Excellence, I am talking about Joshua Jones. He is a percussionist um, out here in these streets. Period. Well, not in these streets, but um, Wait, which period. Streets? <laughs> right. Wait, um, oh, he's out in these streets. Yeah. I thought you meant L.A. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, he just out here being popping. Um, so he oh, started like playing the... Right. like that. He started playing the drums when he was two. At church? Um... Um, yes. Well, he started playing, <laughs> it's funny. Well, he was, he started playing at, at two, but he started playing at church when he was five. Mm. Um, but see, all the black people are always at church. I started playing the piano from church. Well, I started, really started singing in church, then piano from church. Yeah. And then, Children's <laughs> like, choir. Listen, right. Pastor's choir is what they call that my church. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the children's choir. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot oh I'm, i remember my freaking solo because of who you are come on solo oh and the church went up didn't it who you are, i give you glory Say, baby <laughs> you know that's how it went <laughs> anyway i'm not gonna your mama it. already in the spirit um yeah Sorry. but <laughs> Right, this poor man. Um, no, right, he probably tune in to listen to this, and he's like, "So, when are you guys gonna talk about me?" <laughs> um, Here we go. He, but he started um, playing with a percussion scholarship group um, in fourth grade, um, which is directed by um, a percussionist at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra and her husband, who is a percussionist at the Lyric Opera of Chicago. Um, so that's when he, uh, when his formal training began, um, then he, you know, he just took off being popping. Um, he was featured on several different, uh, radio stations, um, like from the top. He was on the Today Show. He was on Chicago Tonight. He also got, um, right. He was also, uh, he also got from the top's Jack Kent Cook Young Artist Award. Um. So you, how you, you already at the top. How you, right. how you, t- <laughs> Oh, you're the tip right. piece of tops. Is that what your mom right. said? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. You should be on. This should create a new. We should do that. Okay, in court. <laughs> Creating a freaking so, classical music radio show called From the Tippiest Top. Okay, in, in court. For, <laughs> right. Um, But, um, yeah, and then he received second place in the Chicago Symphony Youth Auditions. Um, and then from then, he uh, went on to study at DePaul um, for his undergrad. Uh, while he was there, um, he went on to do several different things. Of course, uh, summer festivals like the National Repertory Orchestra Festival. Then this is where it really takes off. In 2014, he was like, you know what? That Detroit Fellowship real looking real cute over there. So he just went over there and collected that. Wow. What a right. Got the, <laughs> got the you know what happens to the people over there? Garrett, Adam. Right. Exactly. And, and, and let me, so hold on. Let me hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, uh, from the Detroit uh fellowship, then he went over and hopped over and was like, you know what? Pittsburgh looking real cute. So he went over there and grabbed that fellowship, but then he what pulled the an he pulled an Adam, didn't even finish it, uh, got a job over at the Calgary uh Philharmonic Orchestra where he was principal percussionist. This is what I, <laughs> this is what I can't do with So y'all. you just he not normal. I don't wanna hear nothing else. <laughs> because I really it's like this is really great, but like that's not inspiring to me. Cause it's like that's not normal, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not normal. First of all, how y'all just not finishing fellowships? Y'all just y'all just kick them up. You know what? I'm gonna give me a principal job. Um. Well, from 
uh from there he recently um in early march um won the principal percussion's job for the kansas city symphony um so yeah that's you know where he's at now you know he said we don't do section he said we don't do section percussion that's the ghetto period okay Okay. i feel you we love to see it come on calling the shots he said we only take principal auditions period how you just how you just okay that's amazing you just you just went to the audition and won it wow right you Um, played all the notes and stuff so i'll link it okay so i'll link his um his website below so y'all can read more about him and all the stuff that he got he got a lot of stuff on here um you know he write i think he's he's writing a like a um a book um like a a percussion technique book um an etude book so you know he's doing he's doing a lot um yeah so i'll link his website piece of the week my piece of the week is Roman Carnival Overture. Berlioz okay. did that. Especially the beginning. Um, yep. Don't have a favorite recording. Just like the piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, intermission suggestion, or a new host suggestion for Delaney or me. Doesn't really matter at this point. Send us to classically black podcast at gmail.com and we will talk to you next week. Bye y'all. Bye.